What's up, business gal pals? Welcome back to the Be Myself Now in Business podcast. I am back from summer break and I'm so excited about what I've got for you this month. September has often been referred to as the second New Year's. It's a time when we can start fresh. We've got kids back to school. We've got that summer vibe of loosey-goosey work done with and put away. And we're ready to get back in the groove of things and get ourselves on track. So I'm doing something special for you. For the next three weeks, I'm going to give you two episodes a week so you can celebrate that second New Year's and get yourself focused as you're guided by our guests. And then at the end of the month, we're going to wrap up season one with a couple of powerful episodes with two of my favorite ladies. So welcome back to the show. Let's dive in. Welcome back, Business Gal Pals. This week, I'm talking to Ashley Holmes of Holistic Fertility Coach, Inc. She's the founder and CEO, and she helps women who are struggling with infertility release energy blocks by connecting mind, body, and spirit so they can conceive with ease. Ashley sees yoga and meditation as the heart and soul of her work to help women release the stress that infertility struggle has on the system when trying to conceive. And today we're talking about turning your story into a business. And Ashley's the perfect person for this because she really did take her personal journey and package it up into this work that she does with Holistic Fertility. So welcome, Ashley. Thanks for being with us this week. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So give us a little bit of the origin of your business. I know we'll go kind of deeper into the story as we chat, but what was the course of your story that led you to beginning this business as a holistic fertility coach? I really found that there's a silver lining in the pandemic, right? You know, yoga studios closed down and it was like, okay, I have three kids at home now. You know, I want to work for myself and make this work for me. And also through my journey, I realized that there is just a big missing piece for women who are struggling with infertility. You know, there is no further support for them besides the medical intervention or the physical support that you get with going to the doctors. And you're more than your physical body. So it was really coming to learn and understand that and knowing that there's so much more work and healing and helping that can be done to help shift them from that place of struggle into feeling supported and hopeful and like this is a possibility. I love that you touched on that, that there really isn't much other than the medical offering that's out there. And I find, you know, with my friends who've gone through their infertility journey, that even the medical world sometimes is just sort of stymied as to what's going on. And they're like, well, we don't know. I think, you know, there's a high percentage of women who fall into that unexplained infertility category. And I mean, how frustrating that must be. Yes, that's where I was. And I realized what my unexplained infertility was and solved that for myself. And, you know, it was a journey inward not looking to external sources, but really, you know, getting to the heart and soul of what was holding me back. And it wasn't coming from a conscious place, you know, I wasn't stopping myself from conceiving, from knowing why this wasn't happening, but I was unconsciously creating loss in my life from loss I had had as a child. Once I was aware of that and shifted that energy and processed what had been there for decades, then I honestly felt 
decades of sort of weight and emotion just released from my body. Wow, that's amazing. Could you speak to that a little bit more about how you walked that journey that led you to that place of discovering what would give you that release? It just began, you know, with a yin practice and a yin training. And it was, you know, getting into my body and actually processing what was sitting in my body. You know, we all have emotions and stress that are just sitting in our body that isn't processed. So that turned into more of a spiritual path and a restorative practice and learning about chakras and then realizing how out of alignment I was and bringing myself back into balance. And everything just came into alignment and was returning me back to my true nature and who I really am and who I hadn't been for a very long time. And there was no going back afterwards. And I'm I'm eternally grateful. (laughs) So what was it about this experience that made you want to bring this method to other women who were struggling in the same way? I feel like so many women are struggling and they are struggling silently. And that was me as well. You know, I didn't let anybody in. No one was aware. No one could see from the outside what was going on internally. So therefore, it looks like there was nothing going on. My husband knew and very few people and so many women are like that. There's a lot of guilt and shame and a lot of social conditionings and expectations and pressures that we place on ourselves as well. And we're not equipped to deal with all of it. And then you add in these extra hormones and treatments and everything is just amplified, right? And it feels like an outer body experience instead of an inner experience. So just helping to move women and work with them with their cycle through all of this, because it is a lot. And to pretend it isn't is really doing yourself a disservice. You really need to honor where you're at and just allow it all to be, you know, just (laughs) welcome all the feels because we really resist, you know, what is uncomfortable. Mm, Such a good point about infertility that is comfortable as far as I'm concerned, right? It is just one difficult place to be. So how do we honor our story or how have you been able to honor your story as you monetize this process? What do you do to stay true to what your experience was and help others see that you can help? I walk the talk, you know, I'm not just saying these things. I practice them and do them every day as well. And it's not that you have to do and have this big regimented schedule, but where your energy flows is where your attention is. So, you know, being mindful, being aware, paying attention and doing everything that you possibly can to be in your best state of health so that this is a possibility. For myself, it's just getting that message out there that you're not alone. There is support. There is strength in asking for help, which I think so many women have an issue of raising their hand and being like, I'm struggling with this. I could use support. I could use help, right? Because we see that as a weakness and it's not. And, you know, it's only in my journey and hindsight where I've learned that. So how do you think you go about creating a safe space for women to own up to that need to say, yeah, I really do need help with this and I've been bottling it all in? Everything that you need will be delivered to your home so you can do this at home in your own, you know, safe, sacred place. And it's just a sacred held space for you to process and be guided through whatever you're dealing with in the moment because... 
by not acknowledging it and not surrendering to it, you're really not allowing yourself to receive. So as you're talking about this, you're saying, you know, honor the emotions, acknowledge that you need help, allow yourself to receive. I don't want to minimize the infertility journey at all when it comes to conceiving a baby. It parallels so closely this idea of conceiving your business and kind of birthing this business as well that we tend to struggle in silence or start up in silence. We tend to not acknowledge when and where we need help. We tend to push away those negative feelings or rather than push them away, bottle them down, right? So that we're just sort of putting a cap on it. And then we struggle and we kind of suffer internally and silently in that process. There are so many parallels, you know, what you learn on your mat, you take off your mat. There is a ripple effect. Everything that I'm offering is going to benefit you now, your whole pregnancy, your life thereafter. There's no negative side effects. There's only positive benefit. Who doesn't need some positivity and the held sacred space to just be because we don't allow ourselves to just be. We have this hustle culture of more and always doing and, you know, thinking everything else outside of us is going to be the answer that we're seeking. And maybe you do need to have IVF in order to conceive, but, you know, do you want to feel healthy, happy, and whole throughout that process while you're going through that? Definitely, definitely. So how are you bringing what you learned on the mat? into your business journey? How do you integrate this idea of holding space for yourself and honoring your emotions as you've built and grown this business based on your very personal story? I give myself just a lot of grace. I didn't start out thinking that I was going to be an entrepreneur and this is where I have landed. So it's still uncharted territory for me as well on any given day in any situation, right? And it's just navigating that and knowing that this path chose me for a reason and just to honor it. That's beautiful. I love that this path chose me and for a reason, right? There's a purpose that kind of led you here and there's a purpose for you to be here and to be doing what it is that you're doing in this unconventional way. Definitely. And it's just stepping into it, you know, instead of shying away from it. Allowing that purpose to unfurl or unfold kind of like the flower behind you guys can't see the video, but Ashley's got this great image behind her of this lotus flower just kind of opening up. And I see that as, you know, the journey, whether it be a journey through infertility or a journey through business, it's, it's, it's just blowing my mind, you guys, how much that parallels right now, everything you've been saying, again, not to, you know, diminish the idea of going through an infertility journey, but leaning into that blossoming and just allowing it to happen. Definitely. And sometimes you have to be in that murky, you know, swampy water in order to be able to flourish. And it can be a really hard place to be. And that's why support is going to help you in that place. And the more you allow yourself to be in that place, instead of resisting it and fighting it and pushing it away and not wanting it to be there. Because I know when I was in that place, you know, the only thing I wanted was to be pregnant. And it's almost like the more that you're chasing it and forcing it and like willing it to be is not energetically the way that you're going to bring that into alignment for yourself. Beautifully said, beautifully said. 
So what can we do as we create businesses based on our own story of experience to remember our struggles and keep our perspective grounded? Because here we are on the other side of it, trying to offer our expertise, our authority to people who are going through that journey. How do we stay grounded and make sure that we're not overlooking some of the experiences or emotions that they might be going through? I think that whatever someone is going through, all of you is welcome and all of you is honored, you know, whether that's personally or with your clients, you know, there's no shame, there's no judgment, there's no attachment, you know, just allow yourself to be where you are because then you can move from that place. But if you're not accepting where you're at in this moment, then it's very hard to shift the energy to get out of that. And how are you accepting where you are in business? You mentioned that this is murky waters for you to walk this entrepreneurial journey. How are you accepting every step of the way as you kind of figure out how to bloom? I think that for me, I had sort of a tunnel vision of what it was supposed to look like from the exterior. And I've really just allowed myself to venture sort of out in other areas, you know, writing a chapter for a book will provide value for those women that are looking for that, right? And just to collaborate with other authors in this multi-author book. And then that brought another multi-author book to me, you know, so sacred is my word for 2022. And it's not being so focused on externally what your business or your life has to look like, you know, just welcoming in other avenues and other expressions of your inner healing, your inner work, so that it can just ripple out where it needs to. So tell us a little bit about that multi-author book. Um, If you want to tell us about both of them, I'd love to hear more about, you know, what you share in that story and what you hope it brings to others. So in the sacred dance, it really does highlight my journey from infertility to fertility. So if that is something that you would like more in-depth detail of, then get your hands on it. And Sacred surrender is more of how surrendering has truly brought into my life what I needed versus what I was just talking about, you know, forcing and hustling and trying to make things happen instead of being an ease and alignment. So it's just uh, like an energetic shift of how what we're seeking is seeking us, but we're kind of getting in our own way and stopping ourselves from receiving it. So can you give us some tips? How can we shift energetically into that place of surrender when we are going after something we want so badly, whether it's to be pregnant with a child or have our business come to full fruition? How can we allow instead of that hustle, grab, reaching? I think the best way to stay grounded and present and mindful is through meditation. And at first, I always needed to be guided. You know, I couldn't bring that inner state of peace and tranquility and calm myself. It had to come from externally. And that's fine. You know, start there. Stop putting that pressure on yourself of that you're just sitting down and dropping into this plate of place of zen and bliss like it will come but it's also a practice and does it look the same every day no it doesn't but you know life doesn't look the same every day getting out of your own head and getting into your body you know connecting with your breath that is really the bridge for your mind and body and spirit so how do you make the time 
to connect the breath and sit in meditation when you've got a lot going on. Obviously, you were able to get pregnant. You've got a family. Now you've got this growing, budding business. What does that look like for you to fit that into your day? I know that it gives me more time than it takes. And I feel that and it's just a living truth for me. So it's not negotiable. And it's not something that I'm like, oh, I need to meditate or oh, I need to do a yoga practice. No, I love to meditate and I love to do yoga. And it's about doing the things that you love and bring you joy. For some people that may not be sitting and meditating, but it might be going for a hike or it might be a walking meditation. It doesn't need to look how you think it needs to look. Like find what works for you. Listen to your body. How do you want to feel? Like what lights you up and brings you that sense of calm and ease and peace? I love that idea of focusing on how do you want to feel? And then what makes you feel that way instead of just trying to force yourself to to sit or to get on a yoga mat if that's something that's uncomfortable or foreign or just doesn't seem to be working for you. Definitely. I mean, I hear so many people saying, oh, I need to go to the gym. It's like, why are you making yourself go to the gym? If you don't like going to the gym, yes, exercise. Absolutely. Do something, move your energy, move your body, but do it in a way that you love. Otherwise, you're not going to reap the benefits that you're seeking, (laughs) no matter what it is. That's such a good point. If you're just stressed out about getting into meditation all the time and am I doing it right (laughs) is this the right way or am I doing it enough then yeah you're really not going to reap the benefits of that meditation of being in that space of just honoring what it is you're feeling and thinking and experiencing I think there's such a misconception about meditation that you're going to have no thoughts and you're just going to be able to sit down and drop into it. And it's not the case. It's just acknowledging and being aware of those thoughts and just allowing them to come and go. So I really feel like that is sort of what puts people off or they try and they're like, no, I can't do it. I tried or it's not for me or they're not feeling the way that they think that they're meant to feel. And it's like, whatever you are experiencing is what you're meant to be experiencing. Just sit with that and honor that. And it's not going to look like that forever. And it's not going to look like that every single day. I think that we sort of put ourselves into boxes and have these expectations and realities that I think we think things need to look like and feel like and be like, and they don't, you know, find what works for you. Definitely. And I think too, meditation, we hear it being talked about like stillness and quietness, but I just want to remind you business gal pals, that quietness is about the external quietness, about allowing a reduction in those external sources of chatter. Your mind may chatter. It may chatter away for the first you know, year or two even of meditating. So if you're more interested in a walking meditation in nature, don't put a podcast on in your headphones, you know, don't put a book on, don't put music on, just allow yourself to take in the nature that's around you and be really present. That's kind of the point of, I think, settling into that meditative practice. Absolutely. And you'll just find that, you know, it just becomes easier and something you're able to maintain when you're not meditating, right? Because the point of meditation really truly is to be more meditative in your life in all ways in all aspects so that the way you speak to your spouse or the way you speak to your children or the way you approach a client or the way you just live your life 
is coming from that centered and grounded and peaceful place. Especially the way you speak to yourself. I think we overlook that often that what can that meditative energy do for, I guess, like you said, the allowing for just allowing us to be present as ourselves and not judging that or condemning that or, or fitting it into a box somewhere. Yeah. It really helps to silence that inner critic. You know, we can be so hard on ourselves and instead of, you know, congratulating ourselves or patting our, ourselves on the back for like all the wins and all the things we do do in a day, you know, we'll be like holding on to that one thing that didn't happen or didn't go quite the way we expected or whatever the case may be, right? Like when I first started going to yoga, I didn't nail the most challenging pose. That is what I originally was taking away from class. And that is not the point at all, you know? So it's really just a switch in that mindset of what truly matters. So what would you say is the point of yoga? The point of yoga is to move with your body and with your breath. And it's not about the pose. It never was and it never will be. It's just getting you to get into your body and be present and be mindful and give your body what it needs and what it wants. And there's many ways to do that. One type of yoga may not be the type of yoga that suits you or is what you need. I never thought that I would need a yin practice or a restorative practice. And that is exactly what I did need because an active yang style practice was really just fueling my ego, right? And mm. what I really needed was to quiet my ego and to get in touch and in tune with my body, which is what the yin styles and the quieter aspects of yoga offer. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, you're so right. I had kind of the same experience with yoga. You know, it's, it's fun to be able to do the poses and to see progression in your ability. Um, but I have learned a lot in the last couple of years how truly beneficial a gentle or a yin practice might be for my own heart, mind, and soul. And that is so much more than the body. It's connected to the body and we sort of access it through these movements of the body, but it's so much more. It goes so much further beyond that. Absolutely. And it's once you sort of embody it and embrace it, it's like, oh yes, this is what I needed, right? And for the longest time, I wouldn't even set foot in a class like that. So it was like, what do I need to lie on a bolster for? What is that going to do for me? And it's like, wow, it has done so much for me, you know, just moving away from all these external things that we think we need when actually what we truly need. And so that we feel more in balance and in alignment is to bring those kind of qualities and aspects into our life because more often than not, we have the extreme opposite for the rest of the day, right? You know, what I hear you saying too, is that you allowed yourself to get curious about, well, what can a yin practice bring me and shifting from, you know, the mental chatter judgment of, oh, I don't need that. It's not going to give me what I need into, well, maybe I should try it. Because obviously you took a course at some point in time, it was your first yin practice, right? To get yeah. a taste of what could that bring into your life? So I just want to honor that in you, that you were able to lean into that curiosity and make that shift, because I think that is so important and something we tend to ignore. We, we like to think we have it all figured out in business and in life, right? We like to yeah. think that we'll get the knowledge, we'll have it all figured out and we'll be done. <laughs> and that is at the heart and soul of it too. And through my training was, it's not, you can have all the knowledge in the world that you seek, 
But until you implement it and until you actually practice it, it doesn't mean anything. So knowledge is just knowledge. But then when you actually apply that knowledge and make that a part of your life, that is where the transformation is. Well, this has been great. I just love talking about this with you. I feel like I could go on and on and on talking about all the benefits and nuances and experiences of yoga and meditation, but I want to wrap it up for our listeners. So tell us what's a favorite business hack or a bit of advice that you'd like to give to the business gal pals out there. Trust yourself to follow your intuition and to follow your dreams. Failure may be part of it, but that's okay. You know, would you rather, you know, chase your dream and have some failures along the way or just, you know, live this life that maybe isn't quite in alignment of what you truly want and who you truly are. Beautifully said. Failure is absolutely a part of the journey, gal pals. I know it can be scary, but try not to be afraid of it. You know, allow the fear that you might feel, but then allow it to be on its way so that you can move forward onto your journey. I mean, it it might take you down in the moment, but then if you have all these tools and resources, you're like, okay, what is the lesson from this? What do I need to move forward? You know, what can I take from this experience so that I don't repeat it? It doesn't keep coming back and I can be that much more embodied and enabled going forward. Ooh, embodied and enabled. I think that needs to be on a t-shirt. I love it. (laughs) So good. (laughs) to come in store soon. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So if gal pals out there are wondering more about finding your book or getting in touch with you around infertility or just learning more about what you do, where can they find you? So they can find me. I have a Facebook group. So that is the holistic fertility coach Facebook group. So you're welcome to join a supportive community of other women who are experiencing exactly what you are. And even if you're not on the infertility path, I offer yoga and meditations on Bibly, which is a platform of growth and learning and knowledge. So there could be something there that you're seeking as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ashley. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be here. 